You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Welcome to the WrestleMania 35 preview podcast here on the Evan Roberts podcast. I'm joined by... A man who does a wonderful job on Saturdays with me, produces Steve Summers during the week, and is obviously a diehard pro wrestling fan. We affectionately call him Loogie. Loogie, are you ready for WrestleMania 35? Evan, I am pumped up. This is the best weekend of the year to be a wrestling fan, no doubt about it. All right, let's start at the top, and and here's what we're going to do on this podcast. We will give our predictions. We will go through every one of the endless matches, but let's start with the headline And that is the fact that the main event of WrestleMania 35, we all know. The last couple of years, we've gone into WrestleMania kind of questioning what will the main event be? Will it be Roman Reigns Undertaker? Will it be Brock Lesnar against Bill Goldberg? There's no debate this year. They are going with the women, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. Do you think, because I've gone back and forth about this for the last few months, do you think this is ultimately the right call that the women are ready to main event a WrestleMania like this? Yeah, I absolutely do think it's the right call. I think you have a situation here where you have Ronda Rousey, huge crossover stars, done a great job with the title. Becky Lynch, somebody who obviously has a ton of momentum starting from the summer, starting from SummerSlam. And you have a situation where you want to kind of catapult her to be one of the top stars in the company, both male and female. And obviously Charlotte Flair, most decorated female wrestler in, in really in history, if you go by world titles, and obviously the lineage there being Ric Flair's uh, daughter. So I think when you put that on the line, and then when they added on top of it, both belts now on the line. So you really stack the deck to make this the most, you know, anticipated, most on the line women's match of all time to end the show. And we've seen this a lot over the past couple of years, due in large part, I think, to the length of the show and also into the part that the fans were just not buying into Roman Reigns. And I think a smidge also Brock played in the factor as well, is that by the end of the show, the crowd was dead. They rejected the main event. And you'd have that sort of awkward finish where at the end of the show, you sort of want to hit like the climax of the show. And I think you're going to get that here with Becky Lynch. And we'll get into the predictions later. But I think this is the right time. It's the right three women. It's the right venue. It's New York. It's everything in that. Uh, The build has been overbooked, but I mean, they're trying to make it where it's this grandioso thing. So yeah, I I think if I look at the card and I look at everything that's gone into it, I do believe this is the time to pull the trigger and make them the main event. You know, it's funny. I, I went on Twitter, I think it was the other day, and I put one of those Twitter polls out there just to see if everybody out there, if wrestling fans agree that this is the right decision. So here's what I wrote. I wrote, for the WrestleMania 35 podcast, we ask, What should headline WrestleMania? And I gave four options. I gave the women's match, obviously, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynn, Charlotte Flair. I gave the universal title match, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. I gave the WWE title match, Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. And I even threw in, just for you-know-what's and giggles, Triple H against Batista, considering 
They're the part-timers. They headlined a WrestleMania before against each other, WrestleMania 21. And I don't know if you've looked. If you've looked, then just say, I looked, Evan. I already know the results. I have not looked. You haven't looked. Okay. Do you have any idea? And about 1,200 people voted. So a decent amount of people. It's not 100. It's not 50. 1,200 people voted. Do you have any idea what the results would look like? I would say overwhelmingly in favor of having the women close the show. You nailed it. Yeah. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. 50%. And remember, yep. there are four choices. 50% said Rhonda, Becky, Charlotte. The next highest was 21%. So it obviously was a landslide. And believe it or not, the next highest was Triple H against Batista. Wow. Well, I would have thought Kofi. And, 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 and fi- Daniel Bryan. They finished last. They, they finished last? Yeah, but you know, wow. you know why I think? Because I polls are unscientific, obviously. Right. I think a lot of people who follow me and voted on this uh-huh. are not wrestling fans. Okay. I, I think there's so a So they've lot- heard of Triple H and Batista. Correct. Right. Yeah, they're like, oh, Batista, he's the movie star. Yeah, exactly. And you we've know, heard of, who hasn't heard of Triple H, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I remember last year after WrestleMania 34 ended and we saw the popularity of Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. the signing of Ronda Rousey, and where this women's division was going. And I, I kind of pondered aloud, like, you know, maybe, maybe someday we will see a main event of WrestleMania be the women. And I thought, you know, if they do it right, I can see how they could lead to Charlotte against Ronda Rousey. And what's funny about that is when you think about this main event, the star of this is not either of those two. The star of this, the reason why I think they have built the proper momentum, and like you said, the people will be excited at the conclusion of a long, long night, is not Ronda Rousey, and it's not Charlotte Flair, it's Becky Lynch. I think that's sort of incredible when you look at her rise over the last year, really less than that, Mm -hmm. to where she is, she's the celebration. She's the Daniel Bryan of WrestleMania 30. She's the one. She is Stone Cold Steve Austin for WrestleMania 14. The main event is about her, and that's kind of remarkable thinking back a year from now, or a year ago, Uh that this is where we're at with these women. I think the original plan was to have Ronda and Charlotte main event this WrestleMania, and but because of the momentum that Becky has gained since they tried to turn her heel, which was stupid, and then they realized that's a bad mood, and we're going to turn her face, and she's just been on this uh, tidal wave here. And anybody that's been upset with adding Charlotte to the match, the overbooking, Charlotte winning the title over Asuka, and for anybody that's a fan of Asuka, me included, I understand that they don't value Asuka a lot. She had a bad title reign. She had to drop the title. But do realize that they are not doing this to benefit Charlotte. This is all to benefit Becky Lynch, who's going to be positioned as their new superstar, their new Roman Reigns, their new John Cena, their new Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, Roman, obviously, still with the company, is going to have a big, big role there. But Becky Lynch is being positioned to be the top star in this company. And... You that's that's the bottom line. That's what's going to happen. So anybody that's had any kind of issues with the Charlotte involvement here, just realize that it's a catalyst for Becky. It's not that Charlotte's stealing the moment. No, I it's agree. that Be- she's being used to then heighten Becky. And we'll see, and I have some thoughts of where they might go long-term well, with all three of these women and others. But, you know, for right now, it's to catapult uh, Becky Lynch. Well, there, there's two things here. First of all, I- I've always been a fan of the main event or the premier match being a one-on-one match. Mm-hmm. But... The storyline since Survivor Series has led to this. This makes sense. This isn't, 
hey, let's just throw a third person in there. There's a lot of times, if you look back at the history of WrestleMania, where you say, did we really need this third person or yeah. this fourth person when you look at WrestleMania 2000? Randy Orton comes to mind when they had Ray and, and Kurt Angle. He oh, was added that absolutely. match. They got about nine minutes. It was The story was there with Eddie Guerrero passing away, Ray winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah. That, that, that He didn't need to be inserted, that, they, that, that being Orton. I, I even think they did that with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 20. I think it would have been better off. I know yeah. it turned out to be a great match. It did turn out to be a great match. But yeah. I think it would have been better if it was just Triple H losing the title to you-know-who as opposed to the triple threat match. Same thing with WrestleMania 2000. It should have been a one-on-one match. But this is different because this has felt organic. Mm-hmm. It's felt real. It's, this has felt like it's made sense the whole time. In fact, when you think back to Royal Rumble and you think back to Becky Lynch winning the Rumble, it always felt like, well, where does Charlotte go? Mm-hmm. She fits this. She's supposed to be a part of this. She's the one that in a weird way, started this whole thing when she filled in for Becky at Survivor Series and then, you know, went crazy by beating the crap out of Ronda Rousey. That was almost the beginning of this. So I think it always made sense for them to be the three people. Mm -hmm. And the reason why this should be the main event, and I got a buddy of mine, and I don't think he's sexist or anything, but I think he's having a difficult time kind of comprehending that the women should main event. Not that the women are main eventing. They should main event. The independent mind will tell you this is the best storyline going into 35. And this is the storyline, Lugie, that got the most attention. Think about it. It's been on Raw. It's been on SmackDown. Rollins and Lesnar is a Raw thing. Brian and Kingston is a SmackDown yeah. thing. Triple H Batista is basically a Raw thing, even though it sort of started on SmackDown on their anniversary show. This is the storyline That's dominated Mondays and Tuesdays. So from a time perspective, from a storyline perspective, it gave you the slow build, sort of starting at Survivor Series, Mm -hmm. sort of starting at a little bit before Survivor Series. Forget about politically correct or they're forcing. No, no. This is the storyline that deserves to main event WrestleMania. And for a while, man, I wasn't sure I would ever come to that conclusion. I would still think, ah, it should be the universal title or it should be this. But the truth is, this should be the main event. I think they got it right. Yep, and uh, and I am pretty convinced now, or I am convinced that this will ultimately, when the when when the dust settles, and at the end of the night, people will say that this ended up being the best match. Anytime Ron has had time to go over a match, have plenty of time to go over a match, he's always delivered. Charlotte's great in the ring. Becky's great in the ring. You have the great story. The crowd will be into it. I think it's going to be the best match on the show. It's going to deliver and all that. And it, as far as Charlotte being in the match. The way they're going, where it's a winner-take-all thing, you put your little fantasy booker hat on, I think I know where they're going, where once this match is over, maybe somebody you hear might not be around for a little while after the match. It sets up another match. Somebody here, if Becky wins, one of the champions loses without losing their belt. Bam, you have already a written-in storyline, and I think that's why not only do they want to stack the deck of winner-takes-all, but I think they wanted to give themselves an out so one of the champions could come back on Raw or SmackDown, whichever one, and go, I never lost, right. so I have a right to get a rematch, and I, the way I, I'll tell you in a little bit, but I think I know who that that's going to end up being. Well, I also think they, they're big on imagery, right? So they yeah. want WrestleMania to end with, I think we both agree, Becky Lynch is going to win, though right. you never know sometimes at the WWE. Well, I correct, correct. Yeah, I'd have to, I, I probably should have thought of this before I came here, but I'm almost positive the only time a heel has ever won in the main event was Triple H in 2000. I, I could, I'd have no, to go. No, 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 Right, no, I'm I, going I mean, awfully wrong. On, oh, Lesnar last, last year. Last year. Lesnar's a heel in... Uh, 
Oh boy! In a sense I mean, that he wasn't sense, really a heel, right? I mean, he's a heel as, as far as the storyline, as far as the crowd. I mean, God, anybody who won that match last year wasn't going to be cheered. So that, that that's a tough one. I'm trying to. I'll give you another one. Yeah, give me another one. The Miz against John Cena. Correct. Right to set up Rock. Yeah, that was a foil to set up Rock. Right, Rock right, Cena, right. But yes, yeah. The, the the show ended not with the Miz's music playing. Right. It ended with the Rock's music. And playing. and there might be somebody <laughs> I'm forgetting right now, but but that's the the Triple H one comes to mind immediately. Yeah, I mean, most of the time the good guy wins. You're yep. right. It's just that the last few years it seems like the WWE has taken a page out of the Vince Russo book of mm-hmm. we just want to shock you. I mean, Brock Lesnar winning last year was a stunner. I remember when we did our preview podcast a year ago, yep. me, you, and Monzo were all like, why are we even questioning this? Of course Roman Reigns is going to win. So that's the one thing you got to keep in mind. You never know. But yep. I think they want the imagery of Becky Lynch, assuming she does win, holding the two belts. Absolutely. That's what they want. So no I doubt think about it. They're envisioning that. And I also think that this is the main event. And I know they've had main events where there are two WWE titles, the WWE and the Universal or the world title in the WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't think they wanted to have confusion that there are two women's titles. And I think for this event, and they'll probably go back to having two champions, but I think for this event, they wanted there to be one championship match. I, I think that was a part of it too. Plus that other belt felt so meaningless because on one side, you've got the main event of WrestleMania yep. on the other side. And I like, she didn't Asuka, have an opponent. She didn't have an opponent. Yeah. So no, she didn't have an opponent. Th- the only problem I have is that they did it to last second. It, it yeah. just felt like it was rushed. Like, what should we do with this SmackDown title? Oh, you know what? Let's stick it on Charlotte as opposed to doing it, let's say, a month ago. Right. And then how are they going to get out of this? Because obviously what ha- when what happens happens and the person who lost their title loses without losing, they are going to get a rematch. How are you going to get the – you're going to have to find a way to get the belt – one of the belts off Becky because I don't think they're going to unify the belt. So I think they're going to have to figure out a creative way there. I don't know how they're going to do that long term. Uh, that's up to them. They may not even know yet. But I mean, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. that they're doing this. So one you know of the chances out. You know what they could do? Because if you remember back a few years ago, Seth Rollins unified the WWE World Championship and the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. He had a mid-card yes. title yeah, and he, he had a he world title. He fought twice on shows. Yeah. Right. And eventually, he, you know, he lost right. back the U.S. title. They didn't do that with the Ultimate Warrior after WrestleMania six. They said, <laughs> oh, he can't defend the yeah, IC yeah. title. Yeah. So they could do something like that where mm-hmm. for a while, you know, assuming Becky wins, she's just got to defend the title on both shows and eventually she'll get picked off. I think there's there are ways out of it. But I, I get why they did it. I, I got to tell you, and the go-home show is sometimes <laughs> forgettable. Sometimes yeah. you can't even remember what happened uh-huh. on a go-home show. Don't think of, this is the one that will be unforgettable. I, this thing that they did uh-huh. is either the greatest thing they've ever done yep. or it's horrible. And I got to tell you, I'm leaning on the side of great. I am as well. <laughs> I, I think it was creative. Yes. I think it was different. I think it was memorable. And I, th- I, I, I think it was good. And uh, really good, actually. And so, that yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say. I mean, it was really, really well done. And like I said, it was creative. You could tell they really thought about it. A lot of times the go-home shows are sort of throwaways. Like you said, they're checked out. Right. They, they already have their matches. You get this, that, and the other. It was very creative. They've put so much thought and so much time. Like maybe they, like I said, they've probably overbooked this. They've thrown everything but the kitchen sink. Some have worked. Some have not worked. Continuity has been an issue at times. Or certain things they've done, they're like, why'd they do this? Like, why did Becky tap out the Oscar at the Rumble? If you really yeah. want to pick... 
if you want to pick apart WWE storylines, you'll rip your hair out because I don't think that that's what they're really going for. It's just ultimately the end game. Where do they end up? And I think it's going to be with Becky at the end of the night, holding up both belts. Everyone goes home happy. And then from there, how do you weave the other women back into the storyline? And are there other women added to the storyline, which I think will ultimately happen? And where do you go from there? And does this all the way, does this go to next WrestleMania? And that'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah. I, I got to tell you when <laughs> I laugh thinking about it, when they had Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey in the yeah. back of the cop car <laughs> yep. and they start kicking each yeah, other. Yeah. And then I think it was Ronda breaks the window, breaks the window yeah. and then somehow she gets to the front seat. <laughs> yep. This wasn't laughing at it bad. When Hulk no. Hogan drove over the rock, that was laughing at it bad. It was just so over the top. It was stupid. Yeah. This Or when The Undertaker pulled Hulk Hogan on the motorcycle yes. to the backstage, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm laughing at that yeah. in a pathetic uh, yeah, way. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. This was pretty good. This was really good. And this is when they came out, like, you know, in December and said, we're going to do things differently. This is something that's actually different. But, you know, the, you know opening role with a 20-minute promo for the last 20 years is not different. The one thing I have to nitpick. I have to nitpick that they didn't close the show with it. They closed. Well, I, I think, think that's because in the, in the final hour, you know, the ratings go down. So they wanted the most eyeballs. Yeah, on it. I guess that, that would be my guess. I, I mean, you're closing the show with Baron Corbin tells you they don't think anybody's watching. No, and you're right. And maybe that's just something I got to get used to. I'm still yeah. used to the overrun and I'm used to what closes raw being that last image before WrestleMania. Yeah. That third hour raw is a big, big problem. They you're have right. to do it because of the network, but it is an enormous problem. The so ratings basic- always go down and it's hard to watch three hours. It's a chore. So they're telling Telling you the premiere hour is between nine and ten Eastern time. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless they have a super red hot main event, uh, it's really, really difficult to do that. And obviously, they can't promote. You know what I mean? Like, if they have a really, really, really big match that people want to see, maybe they'll hold the audience. It's tough. It's three yeah. hours. It's a long show. No, I get it. I, I guess I'm still getting a tough time getting used to it. Yeah. Now we'll go through every match. I've I've calculated okay. that there are two, four. Oh, there's 55 six, matches. Eight, yeah. Ten. Jed will be four years old before the show's over. <laughs> well, that's the next thing I want to get to before we go through these matches. Okay. How do you fix this? Because I think the crowd, like you said, is going to be red hot at the end because they're yes. anticipating this. But one thing we've noticed over the last few WrestleManias, last year was a chore. It just lasted forever. And I've been talking to a few people about this, and Pete Pilati, who we work with, who's a big wrestling fan, he's been to a million WrestleManias, yep. said point blank, they got to make it two nights. And I thought about it after he uh, said I've heard it. that, too. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. I'm sure well, a lot of people have brought it up. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think it's the way to go. Because you've got two options right now. Or you've got three options. One option is to keep it the way it is, which means a seven-hour show. That's a lot. For one day, that's a lot. And it's not fair to the fans. And it's uh-huh. not fair to half the wrestlers. Yep. The second option is to cut it down big time and make it a four-hour show. Yeah. If you do that, Lugie... You are taking half this roster and you're sidelining them for WrestleMania. For a huge show, yeah, that's tough to do. It's sort of like the thank you for all year, you know what I mean? It's yeah. really, you, They want to get everybody on the card, and that's why you have the battle royals and you have the multi-men, women matches. But They're you know what? The show. But even more than the, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal or the Women's Battle Royal, yeah. there are a lot of matches that should be on the card. I mean, I think that most of these matches are legitimate yes. where I wouldn't push them off. So I think the option of cutting out the quote-unquote fat to get it down to four hours isn't an option, and that means I think you got to give yourself two WrestleManias. WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday, you could even have two main events. You know, this is the main event of Saturday, this is the main of Sunday. You can sell ticket packages where you get to go to both. 
I don't know about you. I love WrestleMania. I yep. love wrestling. It's too freaking long. It, it, it's way too long. And there are certain people that, based on positioning, where the match just dies and it's not their fault. Scheduling wise for next year, just thinking ahead, you're gonna have SmackDown on Friday night. Okay, you have you have to have the Hall of Fame as well. You have uh, NXT, so you're gonna have to be like you're gonna have to like sort of juggle it if you do that. Now this just this this there is precedent for this. Now this only really this is like the hardcore geeky wrestling fans. New Japan Pro Wrestling, their biggest show of the year is Wrestle Kingdom. It's in January. Always was one night. This year they are doing it two nights. So there there there's a company there that's going. You know what? And they get a lot of they're, 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 that company's been getting a lot of buzz. They've been selling out a lot. You know, Jericho just wrestled there uh, to the last two years. So they're saying, you know what? We're going to split it over two nights. It'll be interesting to see how they sell tickets. That's the other thing. Will people want to go to both nights? Will you sell out a seventy-five thousand dollar a seventy-five thousand seat arena twice? Mm. That's interesting. So there's a lot of things in play there. Um, I don't know deep down. It's interesting. Does because it comes down to Vince. Does Vince care about this that much? Does he care that there are matches that the crowd's not into it? Or does he just care about that you filled the arena, the loogie, everybody's loogie, happy? Loogie. I, don't, I don't know. He cares about money. And I think there's more money to be made by but, making a two-night uh, event. And but the I money's do. in... I don't know, though, because the money's in the TV. They just got like a billion dollars for SmackDown. Well, I don't yeah, know if yeah. the money's in this stuff as much anymore. Well, that, that's the only thing I'm saying. No, the bigger money is from the TV deal. You're 100% yes. right. But I think that... Will they sell out a MetLife Stadium two nights in a row? Yeah, I think they will. I think WrestleMania now has become such an event. First of all, uh, I think there's a lot of people that would simply buy both events. I mean, you, I think you got a two-day event. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there'd be a lot of people who'd say, hey, I want the strip, you know, if you will. It's like the home run derby and the all-star game. I think there's a lot of people that would buy both. It's they, just, it's, they, it's too much. But they need to do, but what WWE needs to do, which they've always had an issue with, if you're going to split the shows, you have to treat them as equals. You, I mean, do you have to? You can. I guess you don't necessarily have to, because like a lot of times if you go to say like, a, well, no, because like I'm just thinking of it in terms of like a music festival. A lot right. of times when you have a music festival, they have like headliners or whatever, and they try to split it up. So each show is important. But, Some but, shows Louis, might be better than others, but bro, they try to equal it out. Think about this card. All right. You've got 14 matches. <laughs> I don't think it's that difficult to split it up and yeah. make it even. The IC titles on one, the US titles on one. The WWE titles on one, the Universal titles on one. I, I think that you can make it a rather even card. And maybe you could potentially, instead of having, see, I love NXT. I'd hate to bring it on there. And I think you maybe, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I guess, I guess you can. I, because their roster is so deep and there's so many guys, like I said, even on the NXT level that don't even get on, not only NXT, they don't get on WrestleMania. So they have, they've signed up a million. They have so many people under yeah. contract and you have a way to like, instead of having one show that becomes somewhat almost watered down and the audience has to sit there forever. If you do split it up in theory, you're going to have a much more lively audience. If you have two, four hour and shows as opposed to one and you're going to give the matches the proper time. Right. You know, there's a few matches on this card that... That aren't going to get the time. Right. No. And, and they're not. And no. I think if you've got 14 matches and you go seven and seven, mm -hmm. that's, that's fine. That's a two and a half, three hour show each time. And I think that's a lot better than making it one just colossal evening because what time... Does Becky Lynch lift both titles above her head? 12.30? Yeah, probably midnight That's crazy. Or so. I know. Oh, that's a freaking long day. And, and again, like, 
if you're talking about it from the audience that's there, and I do think they'll be into it because I think they like the main event and they like who's going to win. But in a situation where you're sitting out there in MetLife and I'm, now I'm seeing there's like might be some rain in the forecast. It might be like 50 degrees. It's not bad around here. You know, I've sat, we both sat through Met games where yeah. it's 35 degrees that down ain't nothing and you want to leave. But I mean, as far as like the weather, it looks all right. But you have people sitting out there for like eight, eight or nine hours for a wrestling event. It's, it's tough. It's tough to keep the interest all day. People get start to get aggravated after a while. No question. All right, let's get to some of these matches. First of all, would you agree that the pre-show will feature both Battle Royals and the Cruiserweight title match? Is that fair uh, to say? I think that's fair to say, yeah. All right. At least. Let's start with what they, I think originally they called this the Fabulous Mula Memorial Battle Royal. Yes. And then they canned it because there Correct. are controversies yeah. in the Fabulous Mula's Mula. past. Correct. Exactly. So They're, now yeah. it's just the Women's Battle Royal. Yeah, right. they, w, I know. I know this might be a shock, but WWE could be a little tone deaf sometimes with some of the things they do. But I mean, so I mean, <laughs> yes, I mean Saudi Arabia, and you know, I mean, the Ultimate Warrior Award. I mean, Ultimate Warrior had a checkered pass oh, too, so time. they honor him. It's weird, it but is. that's weird. So they do, and then they did this with Mula. There was enough outrage there where they reversed it, I guess. With and there's outrage with the Saudi Arabia, but obviously it's big business. That's so. money. That's, that's different. That's, that's that's the Almighty. So I mean, that that's a little different, but yeah. No, so now, yeah, what? It's just the women's he, battle royale. Here's the question. So last year they had it. Do you remember who even won it last year? <sighs> That's the problem. Yeah, I don't remember. That, the, the problem with this battle royal and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is it serves no purpose. It's literally what you said earlier. Get everyone on the show. Get everyone on the show. I thought the first time they had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, it was going to lead to something. That's when Cesaro... Uh, defeated the big show yeah, and he somehow suplexed him over the top or whatever it was. Yep. Got a huge reaction and his push went nowhere. Well, by the way, the answer is Naomi. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I, I don't know why I didn't just say so, that. So yeah. to me, the winner has to be Asuka. I mean, yeah, I would agree. Doesn't yeah, she it, have it, to get no, that rub? Yeah, of she'll get that. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, don't, I don't know what it does for her exactly, but I think it's just like keeps her strong. Ob- keeps her strong. She's the obvious choice. Yeah, I would. I would have to. Agree it's got to be her. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else that needs it. There's nobody else that deserves it. Uh, I think that once this championship match is concluded and we're in our post WrestleMania world. Asuka could go back challenging for a championship and maybe regain a championship. She's still very much over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, that's a no-brainer. It would be foolish if Asuka doesn't win the Women's Battle Royal. I agree. Yeah, I think she's the easy pick there, and I think she's the correct pick. In the Men's Battle Royal, and again, I, I don't know who won last year. I remember Cesaro winning a few years ago. I remember Baron Matt, Corbin. Matt Hardy won last year, right? Are you serious? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Didn't Bray Wyatt come back and he helped Matt Hardy win? I yeah. mean, uh, yes, that's exactly. If that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. No, that's that's what happened. Yeah. Hold on. Yes, I have confirmed you are correct. So uh-huh. here are the winners, and they've actually done this a bunch of times now, dating back to thirty. So this is going to be the sixth winner: Cesaro, Big Show, Baron Corbin. I could have named those three. Mojo Raleigh, boy, that worked out. That was out a Gronk, well. yeah. Matt Hardy last year defeated Baron Corbin in the uh, the last guy. And then you've got this here. Is one of those clowns from SNL going to win? Where is <laughs> I, that going? And I talked about that with Monzo. We have seen celebrity involvement since the very, very beginning. Mr. T, Sidney Lauper, Muhammad Ali, just to name a few with WrestleMania 1. They've gone away from it a couple, you know, they've had years where they've gone away from it. And we've seen it done brilliantly with guys like Lawrence Taylor, Pete Rose. So yeah, the list goes on and on. And then there we've seen times where it's not good. 
Uh, I think this is one of those instances where it's not good, where you're using celebrities that have no impact, that no offense to them, but I just, I don't see it. And again, Braun Strowman has become the new big show where they never had anything for big show to do. He wrestled, you know, he had Aki Bono in a sumo match one time. They never had anything to do with big show. <laughs> Braun Strowman, he teamed with a sixth grader last year. Now he's in a dopey battle Royal feuding with guys from SNL. It makes no sense. It, it, Strowman, we thought was going to win the title. He's lost all steam. all moment. He's, lo he's lost the majority of his steam. I mean, you can always get it back, but I mean, he's lost a lot of steam. And once again, a WrestleMania comes around and they just don't have anything to do with this guy. And they put him in a situation that nobody cares about. And it's not going to do anything for him. Uh, I'm stunned to your point that this is what happened to this guy. That yeah. He went from looking as if he was getting this major push. Braun Strowman we're talking about. He's feuding with Roman Reigns. He's going to get another match with Brock Lesnar. Not only does he not even get that championship match, not only is he not in the main event picture, he doesn't have a one-on-one -on -one match. Nope. That's remarkable to me that they've stuck him in this. And you, and you mentioned it last year, that just horse crap storyline. Horrible. Where he's got some child winning the tag team title with him. I, I would say he's going to win and maybe he does win, I'd feel bad for him if he doesn't. I mean, what the hell? What are you doing with him if he can't win this dopey battle royal? Right. You would think he would win, but like, okay. And if he wins it, okay. Nothing. Whatever. Nothing. Exactly. The and if he loses record, it, it's worse. Yeah, it's a no win. He's got to win. It's and even no if he situation. wins, it doesn't mean anything. I think Bobby Roode winning would be nice. I mean, they've stuck him no into shot. the tag team division now. Yeah, I don't now. see that. Is KO in that? I could see yeah, he's a he's a he, I think he's in that. But I mean, like I would. I'm just assuming uh, if you don't have a match, you're in this. Like I, I would imagine. Yeah, I. That's right. Kevin Owens doesn't even have a freaking match for WrestleMania. Yeah, I would think he's. I, I'm pretty sure he's in the Battle Royal. But I mean, like they. If uh, to me, if you're not involved in a, in a match already, you're uh, maybe except for like the 205 guys, uh, live guys. But I'm sure they're in there as well. I, that's what I assume would fill out because you got to put like what 30 guys in there. So they they have to. If they want to make the Andre, the, and I'm surprised the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is even still around because yeah. it's been so irrelevant, but they have to attach something to it. Yeah, they you have know? to have a step. Yep. A title match, something, just anything of relevance or else. Yeah, not a trophy that they pose next to for about a week or two after they, and then they forget about <laughs> they it. And then they barely, it. let me ask you this. Has anybody that's ever even wanted even like reference that they want it? I mean, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. I, I love, I'm a big fan of continuity. It's like, if you, if you're going to do something like that, you should talk about it. And I don't think anybody ever references that they want it because it meant nothing except for like the first year. And then when Corbin won, it was cool because he, nobody expected it. Right, he that was his that debut. Night. Right. It was on the main card. It's not even on the main card anymore. So, I mean, now granted, the pre-show match, the, cr the crowd's warmed up. They're hot. And you get a lot, actually a pretty good reaction. And everybody's in their seats. At least last year they were. And I'd expect the same this year. What are you going to do in a parking lot in East Rutherford? You're going to be in the stadium. But I mean, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing there? So obviously, yeah. if you get, you know, the, it'll be packed. But yeah, you got to add something. Well, even if it's not a title match something they they, they they got a million people in creative they can't come up with anything a trophy i mean they got they got to do something <laughs> yeah, this isn't bad news brown winning the to the trophy in oh, uh, wrestlemania 4 uh, where he, where uh, bret hart breaks it after yes that was what was that wrestlemania 2 four, uh, 4 at uh, oh, was in, that uh, four? in Atlantic city yeah huh Two, they had a battle royal too andre won yeah they they used with to the have football players yeah <laughs> that's right andre yeah. and the football players all right the other match that's probably on the pre-card now i can't tell you anything about these guys is buddy murphy against 
Tony, don't call me Jonathan Neese. You know anything about these guys? Uh, well, yeah, I do, actually. I mean, Buddy Murphy's a... Well, all the guys on 205 Live are fantastic <coughs> workers. They have gotten no favors from this company. They ha- they're in the complete death spot, be airing after SmackDown. They should be on before SmackDown, or they should be at full sale. They should be in front of a crowd that can appreciate them, so they do them no favors. Buddy Murphy, who happens to be, I believe, the husband, or boyfriend, at least, of Alexa Bliss, is a tremendous worker. Very, very good. But... Unfortunately, he's in 205 Live, which is basically purgatory for these guys. And Tony Nese is a Long Island guy, a local guy. Now, normally you would think he'd go over, but the way they book people in their hometowns, usually you lose. But I would imagine this is heading towards a Tony Nese win, like I said, being a Long Island guy and all. Really good in the ring, really athletic. Characters are right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I love I, – to me, the 205 Live guys are all extremely good in the ring, but the company has done them no favors. And listen – a quote-unquote cruiserweight division has never flourished in the WWE and no. it probably never will. No, I'm, I'm surprised it still exists, to be honest with you. Well, and yeah. it probably only does because they need programming for the WWE Correct. Network. Correct. And it doesn't Content. cost them any money, like you bingo. said, because they do it with, with SmackDown. Yep, bingo. That's exactly what it is. It's con- they're all about creating content. Too much of it, people get watered down, but that's all it's about. All right, this, I think, will now be on the main card, and I, I put this in order of, uh, really, it's in no order whatsoever, all right? <laughs> we'll start off with the non-title matches and work our way up. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe that they built up Kurt Angle fighting his uh, last match. We're starting hot here. <laughs> and Don't it's gonna, even get me started. And it's going to be against Baron Corbin, and what depresses me, and I've made this tirade before, but I'll do it one more time. Kurt Angle is one of my favorites of all time. Yep. I think him and Shawn Michaels produced maybe the greatest match in the history of professional wrestling at WrestleMania, okay? Love Kurt Angle. His return has been one of the worst things I've ever seen. First of all, he can't speak on the mic. This guy used to be great on the mic. Now he's terrible. B, he's sweating like a pig all the time. C, he can't wrestle. And D, look what they make him do. He's in the shield. He's jobbing to guys on Raw. They have given Kurt Angle the worst return over the last year plus, whatever it's been, that I've ever seen. And now... To add insult to injury, he's going to end his career against Baron Corbin. I'd say he'll win because he should, but the way they've booked him for a year, yep. who the hell knows? Maybe he'll tap out. I <laughs> I hate when they treat legends like this. I just I don't get it. And Kurt Angle will ultimately go down as one of the greatest to ever do it. I don't think there's any disputing that. He's had a legendary career, no doubt about it. Why would you beat this guy and make him look stupid on TV all this time? Remember when Ric Flair retired? To me, the Ric Flair, and I think we've had this debate, so we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't have to rehash this, but I'm just going to say, to me, the two most emotional moments in the history of WrestleMania was Flair, Sean, and was Savage and Miss Elizabeth at seven with the retirement match with Warrior. To me, that was, those are the two most emotional moments. The flair buildup was so great because he went on this thing where he won the belt. Oh, I think it was that he, if he had lost, his career would be over. So he kept winning matches for a few months. He had the big Hall of Fame thing. It was a great weekend. The moment on Raw, it was unbelievable. Now he came back, so whatever. But, but for, that, for that stretch there, it was incredible. Now you have Kurt Angle, who, you know, I mean, Ric Flair's Ric Flair, but Kurt Angle's an all-time great. You got him beat losing to Baron Corbin. You got him losing to Drew McIntyre. Can he get it done in the ring anymore? No. Is there a Shawn Michael on this roster? Uh, I don't know if there's a Shawn Michael on this roster. I mean, Shawn Michaels wasn't in his prime at that time, but he could still really carry a match. To me, why would you put this guy in there with freaking Baron Corbin? Do I need to see a chin lock for four and a half minutes? Because that's what you're going to see. 
my only hope, and I've said it from day one, and I'm still holding on hope here, is that it gets flipped at the last second. To and it's what? John Cena. To me, it's symmetry. Cena's first match on the main I card get it, but was how against do you, Kurt. How do you do that? It's, it's wrestling. You figure out a way. To me, <laughs> I would assume that's been their plan. John Cena's in New York. He's gonna he's gonna be on the show. It may now, do will Kurt Angle and John Cena tear the house down? No. But the match makes sense. The crowd will be in it. They would take you coming out there over Baron Corbin at this point. You cannot have Kurt Angle end his career because I think it's the end. You could see it in the ring. It's over. It's the end. It should be the end. And he'll have his moment at the end of the match. I don't think they're going to do anything screwy. He will have his moment at the end of the match. Maybe they, if it ends up being Corbin, maybe it's five or six minutes, you know, Olympic slam, you Just know, the ankle lock, up. boom, yeah. you have your moment, you have your the, the clip they'll play forever in their opens or whatever, and you have that and, and, and be done with it. I'm a hoping, rather than Cena, you know, interrupting Elias again, I'm hoping that it's where he somehow, some way is inserted in the match over Baron Corbin, the crowd, the crowd was ch- in Chicago was chanting for John Cena. That's all you need to know about how much they don't want Baron Corbin in this match. Yeah. That's, how much you, that's all you need to I know. Mean, Chicago it, was cheering look, for John Cena. You're right that I think the crowd would love seeing John Cena versus Kurt Angle. There is symmetry to it. Those guys had some pretty good matches over the years. Oh, yeah. Uh, even before John Cena was John Cena, even yep. when John Cena was the, the thugonomics guy. Uh-huh. But it's just, if he jumps Baron Corbin or whatever they do, it's just so stupid. Why didn't they just do it two weeks ago? Why not, when Kurt Angle said he's going to have his last match, have John Cena's music hit? Instead of doing that, it would reek of what they pulled last year with Cena and The Undertaker, where they never book a match. Cena's eating popcorn, drinking a beer. Then all of a sudden, he runs to the back, gets his gear, and gets his ass kicked by The Undertaker. And by the way, there's been no payoff of that. None. There's been no mention of that. Well, I mean, there might. The only thing I could think of is, like I said, if they keep Corbin in the match, maybe they 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 double down and they do this again because Elias is coming out there. Someone's interrupted him, and I don't know if it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be No Way Jose. So it's gonna be somebody <laughs> with some clout. Maybe they do like another like a, a bait switch, a switcheroo. I don't know what they're gonna do, but I think they have Corbin in this spot if he doesn't work the match because for whatever reason they like the guy. Yeah. I don't know if it's because he's tall. He played in the NFL. I don't know what it is, but they like Baron Corbin for whatever reason, and I think they want him. Even if he ends up looking like an idiot, they want him involved in a match because they like him. They have they have plans for him, and they like even though he I don't like him, but I don't think the fans like him, and it's the go away heat, but. They like him, and I think that's why X-Pac he's inserted heat. here. X-Pac I love heat. X-Pac. But, yes, he did have the X-Pac. Uh, so we both think Kurt Angle wins, uh, whether he faces John Cena, Baron yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't victory. think they do anything screwy yeah. there, no. Roman Reigns is not in the main event for the first time in how many years? I mean, Four. he's... This is the, the first time in five he, years, He right? main evented 31 against Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. He main evented 32 against Triple H. He main evented 33 against The Undertaker. And he main evented 34 against Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. So... He's not in the main event. We all know why, obviously. It's good to have him back. Yep. He is still getting cheered by the fans. Yep. I don't think that's going to last forever. I think it might. You think so? I think, I think might, the yeah. fans are, uh, we're human beings. We're obviously yeah. happy that Roman Reigns, Correct. the guy, is okay. All right? The guy battled cancer, and within how many months, he's back in the ring. I do think at some point, especially when he's in the title picture, the crowd will start to turn on him, which I think is okay. It's wrestling. I mean, it's okay for him to be booed. That doesn't mean that people are rooting for bad things to yeah. happen to him right. in real life. Um, I'm glad he's back. The, the, the feud with McIntyre is kind of weird for this reason. They've been building up Drew McIntyre like a house on fire. 
And I get it. He's got the look. He's decent in the ring. He's even okay on the mic, even though he's got the thick accent. It feels as if he's definitely going to lose. And it's just odd for all his momentum that he's been building to end against Roman Reigns, who doesn't need it. Roman Reigns is one of their top guys, whether fans love it or dislike it. So I, I just hope that there would have been a different match for both guys. I thought Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre made sense. Mm-hmm. I thought Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, if he was at least going to stick around for WrestleMania, would have made sense. So instead, we've got this. I think Roman Reigns is going to win because I don't think he's coming back to lose. But I don't think I would have booked this match for WrestleMania. Yeah, I think Roman's going to win, too. I think this is your just your classic sort of like this is sort of that layup. Roman's coming back. You give him an opponent and Drew McIntyre is good in the ring. Good heel. Believable. Gets a ton of heat. I think it's just sort of that ABC sort of match here where he's going to go out there. They give him like 10, 12 minutes. Hits the spear. Boom, boom, boom. Wins. Superman punch the whole deal. Maybe might even I don't know if it'll open the show. Might, it might. It's a candidate. And he has his moment in front of the crowd. He's not involved in a major storyline. It's a good way to sort of ease him back into things where he's not sort of taking the moment away because, like I said, I don't think they would boo him, but I think if they inserted him in a situation where he could have taken the steam off of a Kofi, off of a Becky, even off of Seth, I think that's where a couple of people would have groaned a little bit. It's so coming. By, by having him in there with Drew, where, where people, you know, people respect him, what he could do in the ring... And I talked about this too. Really, really two cool stories. You know, Roman Reigns, real life, coming back from leukemia. Drew McIntyre was fired, went on the indies, went to Impact, you know, sort of honed his craft, got better, came back, and is now in the main of in WrestleMania with the guy who main evented the last four WrestleMania. So it's a cool story behind the scenes. But yeah, I think it'll be like a 10, 12 minute match. Roman gets the win. Yep. You know, cool little segment, and away we go. So we're both in agreement so far, two for two. We're two for two. Uh, I hate Shane McMahon versus The Miz, <laughs> false count anywhere. I had figured, I figured well, you would. I, I <laughs> hate it because, A, they telegraphed that they were putting these two schmucks together to eventually have one of them turn. Okay, great. Shane turned. He's the heel. The Miz is a terrible face. All right. As great of a heel as he is, he just doesn't come across like a face. He's not likable. He's a, and I mean that as a compliment. He's really good at drawing heat. Uh, the whole thing with Miz's father, I don't know. It's just not doing anything for me. And here's the other thing. They may put together a decent match because Shane McMahon will jump off of something very high. Yeah. But where does it go for either guy after this? Again, The Miz is a terrible face, uh-huh. and Shane McMahon just can't even speak into a mic. Talk about sweating all the time like Kurt uh, Angle. It's uncomfortable to watch him in the ring. There's no doubt about it's it. Bad. He looks like he's going to basically drop dead at any minute. I think The Miz will win, uh-huh. but I, I really don't care about this feud. I think this has been a, just a blah feud over the last few months. Well, here's the thing. Up. Shane's last name is what? McMahon. So he will be positioned on the card, I would assume, very favorably. You think uh, he wins? No, I'm saying the match placement. They will okay. not be in a death spot. They will either be first. They will be somewhere where they get a good reaction. He's a McMahon, no doubt about it. Two things. Number one, this is a false count anywhere. You also yes. have another match on the show that is no holds barred. Not the same type of match, but kind of similar. I think you have to separate them and you have to be unique in that the fact that you're not seeing the same matches. Now, different stories, different things on the line, uh, different buildups, but you're going to have to be creative in sort of making them different from each other because I love that on a wrestling show. To me, now match should be uh, the same. Right. That's the first thing. The second thing is Shane McMahon's the heel. He, in every Shane McMahon match, he does something crazy, which is going to get a positive reaction. So that's 
kind of counterproductive because he's the heel in the story. So when he does something crazy, they're not going to say, go Miz. They're going to say Shane O'Mac. Right. That's the problem here. But how do you have a match like this with Shane without him doing that? So that's the really weird thing. Now they may say, who cares? Let him jump care. off something and whatever we have. The fans are weird tonight. They'll give you that. The Corey Graves will give you the Vince fed line. Well, well, the fans are weird around WrestleMania time when they don't want to do what they want them to do. Right. They always, that's straight from Vince. The Corey Graves always, always delivers that line. He'll say it Monday night. They'll tell you right when the show comes on. Well, listen, tonight the heels will get cheered and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> BS. Yeah. So I, I think that Shane will do something crazy and will get cheered. I ultimately think Miz will win the match because it's Shane McMahon. I mean, it's all been set up for Miz to win the match. How long will he stay babyface? God, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, they've kind of built this brand here with him and his wife and the kids and the, the reality show. I think as long as the reality show's a thing, they're going to keep him a babyface and they're going to keep yet well, again another heel McMahon on TV. But then he's not going to be successful. The Miz is not a good face. Yeah. He's just... He's not going to be nearly as good as he was as a heel where he was gaining so much momentum. Um, Let's go to the other one that's similar, the no-holds-barred match. Okay. And Triple H putting his career on the line (laughs) against Batista. Yeah, really. I mean, honestly, who wouldn't buy that? This this build-up has been... It's had its moments that were pretty good. I mean, if you go all the way back to SmackDown where they brought Evolution back, the line Batista dropped about how, you know, Triple H, you've accomplished everything except beat me. That was cool. That was very cool. Then they dropped it for a few months because Batista wasn't around. The thing with Ric Flair, it was just, first of all, all I could look at was Batista's nose ring (laughs) when he first showed up. It was surprising because I didn't know where they were going with it. But then the following week or two weeks later, when he's screaming like he's an adult porn star, (laughs) give me what I want. (laughs) What do you want, Dave? I mean, it sounded so ridiculous. And you know what I thought when he was screaming, give me what you want or give me what I want, besides the jokes about he's an adult film star? I thought he was going to complain that he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I thought that would have been an interesting storyline if he said, give me what I want. I'm a multi-time champion, and he is a Hall of Famer. I think we all agree. I think he's an underrated performer. I think Batista was really good. Him and The Undertaker had some great matches. Him and Triple H had some great matches. He wasn't a great wrestler, but he did put on some big shows. Mm -hmm. I just thought that would have been different. If he's saying, hey, you're the CEO, whatever you are, give me what I want. I'm a freaking Hall of Famer. You've never beat me. What is this crap? Instead... He's just screaming that he wants a match with Triple H. Why? I thought they were buddies. I thought they were the the Evolution guys. Like, it just didn't make any sense. I thought Batista's promo the other night on Raw was pretty good when he just says, kiss my ass and drops the mic. So I think there have been parts of this that have been good, parts of it that have been bad. And I I just don't know what type of match it's going to be because we haven't seen Batista wrestle in a while. Uh Triple H is older. I mean, these guys are both close to 50. So I'm just worried that we're not going to get a very good match. Yeah, I think I, I think that's why you're going to get a dog and pony show. I think similar to what you had with Triple H and Sting, that's why they put the no holds barred in that. Number one, it kind of fits the story. And number two, I think they got to add the bells and whistles because you have two guys, even in their prime, this is not Flair Steamboat. So you try to add other elements to the match to make it exciting, to do things. So I, I think that's where they go from there. As far as the storyline, I think they sort of hinted. They, they went there, but they didn't go all the way, which is Batista saying, you know what? I, I left this place and I became a bigger star. So I got out of your shadow. You were holding me down. And now look at me. Now look where I am. I'm a, uh, you know, an accomplished actor. I'm in big movies. I was in the Bond movie. I'm in uh, you know, Avengers. I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy, all this stuff. 
they sort of went that way, but they didn't go all the way with that. And I think Triple H has done a great job carrying this. I've liked, for the most part, Batista's promos. Obviously, the thing with the porn stuff was extremely awkward. Uh, probably could have been a little bit better. But I think, for the most part, the angles have been very good. As far as people getting up in arms about the match itself, look, I mean... If Batista, it's going to be his last match. If he wants to come back and, you know, he's, like you said, Hall of Famer, he's accomplished a lot. If he goes, hey, listen, Vince, I want to come back. I want to have a match with Triple H. I want to end my career at WrestleMania. I have absolutely no issues with that. It's not going to steal any time from anybody else. It is Triple H. It's Batista. It's two guys, but you deserve it and all that. So I think I have no issue with that. As far as the match itself, I think with the bells and whistles, you're going to get. Who? At the ver- Who interferes? This? Oh boy, uh, Flair, Randy yeah, Orton, one. Randy Orton. I mean, th- those are two, uh, you know, strong candidates to interfere. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think with the NWO stuff with Sting, which we all know didn't make any sense, and Sting was a feuding with the NWO. Yep. You did have the WCW, WWF, or WWE I, for, rivalry. Well, if we're gonna go down that road, I hated that. Number one, you already how petty? No, I mean, no, how freaking I, petty. Look, was it that was match? petty that Triple H won the match. Well, not, but, but not only that. For first of all, Sting feuded with the NWO, and he was in the NWO. No, Wolf I pack, get so it, he but wasn't they, with those guys. But, but that's irrelevant. They turned it into WCW versus the w- WWF. Why? But if they're going <laughs> to, you're right. It's so all these years later. There, yeah. But Sting should have won. Is the of point. course, especially ended and how it w- ended up. Right, he definitely should have won. But if you, if they're going to do something similar, I don't think that. But I think this evolution, is last match. I think that's why. Well, no, I get it. I just don't think Evolution has that kind of feud or that many other than Randy well, Orton and Ric Flair. There's no one else that can interfere. He, here's what I'm afraid might happen: a la Sting Triple H. Because if you remember at the end of that match, after they shook he hit, hands. Right after he hit him with a, you know, basically hit him with a chainsaw. Dude, they're going. You know, to, I'm telling you right now, they're going to shake hands. I agree, and I think that's where you might get Orton and Flair come out, and then they have their moment, and yeah. everyone's going to be like, "What the hell?" And that's one of those ones where they basically slap you in the face and go, "This yeah. is fake," and this is the, they're having their. That's what's call. happening. Yeah, that's all, probably because he's gone after this. Yeah, presumably. So I was going to ask you that: did it, Does this match end with a handshake? And there's no doubt in my I, mind. I think so. I, you know what? I didn't think of it in the beginning, but. Now that I'm thinking about it here, as, I was just, as we're talking about it, no question. I think that's how it ends because I think it's one of those things where they go, all right, well, you know what? Yeah, it was a wrestling storyline and we had yeah. a match and you know what? Evolution was great and Dave Batista gets inducted next year or whatever the that's hell. It. And, and that's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yep. And I think Triple H will win. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you know, you think, really? You think, right? I think so. Yeah, I don't think we've seen the last of Triple H. Now, if you've yeah. noticed, we've all picked faces through the first four matches. Yep. Here's where I and think... And we've agreed, but I think we'll tend to disagree later. Yeah, I think it. there's going to be a few that we disagree on. And here's one that we may disagree on. I'm actually surprised how much I had gotten into Randy Orton against AJ Styles. It felt as if it was going to be a throwaway match. I thought their promos a few weeks ago kind of talking about their way here. You Uh know, Randy Orton being the blue blood, being in the WWE for all these years, the son of a legend, all that, and AJ Styles. Without mentioning TNA or Impact, his, you know, trip around the world to getting here to the WWE. I thought it was compelling but I think this is where the, the heel is going to win. If you, I guess Randy Orton is the heel against AJ Styles. I think Orton's going to beat him. You know, AJ has had a, a great run here. He had that very long run as WWE champ. Mm-hmm. I, I hope they give them enough time for it to be a, you know, a quality match. I hope they give him 15 minutes. But I fully expect RKO out of nowhere, Randy Orton clean defeats AJ Styles. This is one of the matches that I'm afraid might not get a great crowd reaction. Uh, well, that is where they place it too. I think that, and I think that, and 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 you know, I love AJ and, and Orton is a very, very, very good professional wrestler. Randy Orton matches tend to be 
methodical. Is that a way to put it? So there's a slower pace to it. I do think you'll get a fantastic finish. We've seen it. The Seth Rollins curb stomp is one of the great finishes. Evan Bourne tried an airborne once into an RKO. You could obviously do the, um, where he goes for the phenomenal forearm. I think they did that, not in a match, but I think they've already tried that finish. So you could, you could do something else. Maybe the, um, the 450, they, they, they'll find a way to do it. I actually think they'll do it in a false finish and AJ will end up winning the match. Mm. I do not think Randy Orton will win. I know others have said, well, Orton's a you know, WWE guy. I think AJ at this point is a WWE guy. I think Vince has a lot of faith in, a, in AJ. I think he's a WWE guy. I do think he'll end up ultimately on Raw here when they shake things up. So he might lose because a lot of times- It doesn't matter. Lose, they might go over. That's but, yeah. the thing. They, I don't think who wins matters. No, and I think it's not, that and that's why I don't easier. think the crowd will be invested in the match. Right. Because the, which is, by the way, a bad thing because you're supposed to be invested and wins and losses should matter. That's a whole nother podcast. But I think this is one of those matches that you could have a a crowd reaction where they're like, they're into the, they're into the entrances. You'll get a chant before the match. And then it'll be a very, very solid, solid 10 to 15 minute pro wrestling match yeah. that a purist like, that was a really good match, but the crowd will kind of be on their hands. The guy dressed like dressed up like Macho Man, Randy Savage will sit there and you know, the four dopes that are always in the front row there won't make any noise. And then it'll be like that. That's what you get out of this, which is a shame, but certain matches, like we talked about, when you have a long show, there are matches that sort of slip through the cracks. And I, I have a feeling it's going to be this one. So you're picking AJ. Uh, but I am picking AJ. All right, so there's our one difference. The women's tag team title match, Sasha and Bailey defending against Beth Phoenix and Natty against the Iconics against Tamina and Nia Jax. I got to tell you, uh, I think it was great that they added the women's tag division. I do not give two craps about this match. I assume Sasha and Bailey will retain. If they don't, I guess it could be Tamina and Nia Jax, but I doubt it. So I would say that Sasha and Bailey uh, retain the women's tag team titles. If I were to pick, I would say it'd be Sasha and Bailey. If I think like they think, Iconics. Oh my God, really? That's, yeah. If I if I had a guess, <laughs> it's that. If I think the way they think, it's the Iconics. Now before they had the announcement on Monday. With the t- with what they're doing with the titles, I had a different idea where if Sasha and Bailey won the titles, now that's not going to matter because whoever wins that match is going to have both belts. But I thought if it was you know if they were going to do a situation where whatever champion lost lost their belt, that being the main event, right. I had an idea that would involve Sasha and Bailey. Obviously now it's going to be a little bit tougher to do that. But if I think if Sasha and Bailey do win this match, it could be a little foreshadowing into either the main event or to future plans. Oh. Very yeah. interesting. Uh-huh. But I do think, but thinking the way they, if, if anybody else wins, it's the Iconics. The U.S. title match, Samoa Joe uh-huh. against Rey Mysterio, which yep. if they give them time, I think could be awesome. I oh, think that could be a really, really good match. Yep. My one knock is, how do you have Ray Jr. lose clean on Raw to Baron Corbin? I mean, what I just talked about wins and losses doesn't. Well, okay, it matters to me right now that you're trying to have Ray challenge for the U.S. title. Never lose the challenger should not. If you're challenging for a belt, you should not lose. You should never lose. Now, to me, Samoa Joe should win. I think he will win. I I think the key is for it to be a very entertaining match. I don't think Ray is sticking around that long, while I think Samoa Joe is still going to be around. And I think Joe needs a bunch of victories. I mean, they tried to give him that title push around Mm -hmm. SummerSlam. He kind of was in no man's land. He does have this U.S. title. I think it would behoove him to be king of the mid-card for six months, and that includes a really good 
but victory over Ray Jr. at WrestleMania. I think that's what's going to happen. Absolutely. I would have liked to have seen the blow-off. We'll get it. Uh, I would have liked to have seen the blow-off between Mysterio and Andrade. And, and, that's, and you mentioned Ray Mysterio Jr. Now the new thing is you can only have one name. Then it, at first it was you can't be a junior. Now you can only have one name. They did it with Andrade. They did it with Ali. They did it with Heavy Machinery. Vince gets on these kicks where, you know, they have to have one name. They can't have a junior attached to it. But, yeah, <laughs> let's just give props to Ray Mysterio. Right now he, who will go down as one of the, the all-time greats, is on top of his game in his uh, his game in his forties, pulling out new moves. Canadian Destroyer. He did like a Hurricane Run on two guys. He's been fantastic. I do think Samoa Joe will win. I think he deserves the win. I think he means more to him. It means more. I'd like to see him get a run. I hate when they play hot potato with the titles. I'd like to see Joe get in the main event picture, but let him get a run with the U.S. And title. it'll help the title. Absolutely. It'll help the title having yep. Joe hold it for a yep. while. And I think they'll have a good match. Time, mm, I don't know, but I think even eight to ten minutes, these guys will kind of, you know, By the abbreviate way, it and they'll have a, f- he, a cool match. Here's my knock on Rey Mysterio. Guy can still wrestle, but oh, his yeah. outfits are awful. I mean, <laughs> he's, he looks like the Red Rooster. Yeah. What the hell's he doing? I kind of like him. All right. <laughs> I see title match Bobby Lashley against the demon Finn Balor, which to me means Finn Balor definitely wins. And I think it's similar to Samoa Joe in that I'd like for Finn Balor to be the universal champion. Remember, he was the first universal champion. They did give him a nice match against Brock Lesnar. I think that Finn Balor should win the title and have a six-month run as the top mid-card guy if they're not going to put him in the main event. I think because he's the demon, though, they've telegraphed it. There's no way he's going to lose to Bobby Lashley. No, and I, and I question before the, before the announcement that he was going to be the Demon King, which, by the way, if they've, can they change that name? It's terrible. I'm sorry. But, and these are little things as a nitpick, Demon King. I mean, just call him the Demon I mean, why does you know what else they? King? You know what that reminds and me of? And everyone has to have a freaking nickname too, which I, is also stupid. I, I completely agree. That reminds me of Nakamura. You know, because when Nakamura was in NXT, look at yeah. me referencing NXT. How about that? He was the what was it? The King of Strong Side? Yeah, well, that's or? what it, that's what he was in Japan. Okay, yeah, King All of right. Strong Side. Great, I like that. He comes over here and now he's the artist. Stupid. What? Yeah. And by the way, where the hell is he? Uh, oh, forget. Uh, right. I mean, where's uh, he at? Yeah. I was I'm, fighting for the title last year at Mania. And I'm, I'm a big Shinsuke guy, but I think that he, one of the reasons I think he came over to WWE is because he's a little bit older. He's a little bit banged up and you're not seeing the Shinsuke Nakamura. If anybody has any free time, look up some older Shinsuke Nakamura matches that, that guy, I don't know is there anymore. Uh, certainly the character is there, but in terms of like, you know, as what he could do in the ring. I just don't know if he could get it done. Certainly on a night-by-night basis, he can't anymore. Uh, reverse me back to where we were. Uh, put, Finn put Balor, Bobby okay. Lashley, Icy right. title. Put, put me in a rest hold. Uh, okay, so I question at first why La- why Finn would win the title and then lose the title. I was like, why would he do that? Why wouldn't he just win it at Mania? But now I kind of get... Well, I'm sorry, why would he have lost the title again? Why would he right, win it and right. then lose it? But right. obviously they're doing it so they could have this moment where he's the demon and he goes out and wins it. To me... If you think the show is going to be long, it's going to be even longer now. I mean, what's the, you know, prop bets in the Super Bowl? How long is this entrance going to be? About an hour and a half? Yeah. Now, but the visual you will get from this will be incredible. They'll play it forever. It's going to be fantastic. I love Finn Balor. I was a huge fan of him when he was Fergal David or Prince David in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've always been a huge fan of his. I think he's great in the ring. He still get it done. I think he's better as a heel. They like him as a baby. That's fine. But I think he's actually better as a heel. I wish they had positioned him with Gallows and Anderson or even AJ as, as a heel group. They didn't do that. That's fine. They don't like to do that. They like their solo acts most, most of the time. But I think you're going to have your big moment. He's going to win the match. Yeah, it's obvious. But sometimes doing the right thing and the obvious thing is okay. I'm okay with that sometimes, that, especially at WrestleMania. It's well, totally fine. It's the blow-off show. 
let's go to the opposite of doing the right thing and giving the people what they want. And that is the WWE title match between <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. And I'll admit when I'm wrong, I was wrong in that mm. when I first saw what they were doing with Kofi, yep. We after talked we about this the, at the elim- after the elimination changer. You yeah, and I had a podcast. Yep. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to pull the trigger and give him this match at WrestleMania. But the crowd genuinely is into it, and he has been with the company for a long time. I sort of like what they've done, where Daniel Bryan has become the authority. He's become the guy he fought against at WrestleMania 30, and he's using the same terms such as "you're a B plus player." Yeah, and Daniel Bryan is one of the great heels of our time. No okay? doubt. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a god and. And I think that it's been a little too much with Vince McMahon screwing Kofi Kingston. It's been too much with Kofi beating everybody and his New Day tag team partners beating everybody (laughs) in gauntlet matches. It's been over the top. But when you look at the other options, and I remember thinking about this, and we had probably talked about, hey, what do you do with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? There wasn't really a great option. You know, we threw out the idea of John Cena. Hey, if John Cena's going to come back, that's a great feud. You've got the Bella controversy you can throw in there. (laughs) There was nothing for Brian, and this did turn out to be the best thing for Daniel Bryan. They kept you interested for the last few weeks. How are we going to get here? We knew we were getting here. How are we going to get here? Everything leads to Kofi Kingston conquering Mm -hmm. and winning the title. It all leads that way. And that's why I am so confident it's (laughs) not going to happen. Brian is going to retain clean and defeat Kofi for the title. (sighs) Lot, lot to get into here. Uh, First and foremost, yeah, Daniel Bryan obviously will go down as one of the great workers of our generation and of all time, no doubt about it. I'm glad he's had this big platform of the WWE to show everybody that, whether yeah. it be a babyface in the Yes movement or the new Daniel Bryan here, great on the mic, great character, great in the ring, doesn't have the uh, prototypical WWE look, has risen above that because you know what, and I always believe this, his talent rises to the top. If you're good enough, you're going to get there eventually. That So he's been great, and he's a great champion. I find this finish to be so fascinating because on one hand, I think Daniel Bryan's a great heel champion. I love when the babyface chases it, but at the same time, it's WrestleMania. I've had the great build, the 11 years of Kofi in the, in the company, and the great storyline, and getting over organically, and the fans getting behind that, a la Daniel Bryan and others over the years, Becky Lynch. So to me, this is the perfect time to pull the trigger. And contrary to what you think, I believe Kofi will win the match at WrestleMania. He'll get the belt, but he will be a very short-lived champion. Right. Could be a couple of days, could be a week, could be a month, and I think they'll find a way to screw him out of the title, and I ultimately think the direction they will likely go is where they'll do the New Day versus a Daniel Bryan, an Eric Rowan, maybe a Luke Harper, maybe a Bray Wyatt. That, that's kind of the, the situation where I would go. Yeah. I think you give Kofi the moment, but the title belongs on Daniel Bryan. But for the moment, the one-night pop... And I don't always love it, but I think in this situation, I like to make an, uh, you know, an exception because I think that the story works and that's where it should lead to. That should be the ending of the story. Well, I, for them, I, one-on-one. I was going to ask you, okay, fine. Kofi wins. Where do you go from here? And, and you answered it. And the answer is nowhere. I mean, <laughs> he's not, you're basically saying that he's not a long-term champion. I kind of agree. And that's not a knock on Kofi Kingston. It's more, okay, he's this underdog face. He wins the title. Then what? You know, what happens? He feuds with Daniel Bryan for a few months. He fends him off a couple of times. Then what? It's just, I like Kofi Kingston. The guy has been a really good performer for a decade, but I feel the way about Kofi as I felt about, uh, what's his name? The guy who had the WWE title out of nowhere. I'm forgetting his name already. 
Well, I mean, that's uh, a long The list. Indian guy, Jinder Mahal. Oh, Jinder Mahal. Yeah, where it just, it felt too quick. I mean, three months ago, less than that, Kofi Kingston was just a tag team wrestler. Now he's fighting JBL, same way. And it pissed me off when JBL yeah. went from being buddies with Farouk five minutes later, he's the WWE champion and he had this really, really long run. Beating so, Eddie Guerrero, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's who he beat to win the title. So it, it's sort of similar. I, I get it. The crowd will love it. Oh, They'll yeah. be excited. Daniel Bryan is an awesome heel. He mm-hmm. should remain champion. And just let it go. Let it let it ride. Because, man, they got something good going on with Daniel Bryan as a heel champion. They do. Uh, and, that, and that's why I think that it should get right back on them. But I just think for the moment, in the bubble, with the story, with the build, you give Kofi the belt and you get it back on Bryan. Like I said, I don't even care if it's two days later. And, I, and I, like I said, I don't love doing hot potato with the titles, especially the world title. But I think for this instance, that's what I would do. I'd give Kofi his win. They've been teasing it. They've been doing it. It's been a great build. Certainly short-lived. Obviously, in January, they, this is not their plans. We know that. Anybody that's had, got a half a brain would know that. But right. this is what they've done now. And to me, all roads lead to Kofi Kingston. And if he loses clean, you have absolutely nowhere to go with this. And then you have to go <laughs> Daniel Bryan with somebody else, which is fine. They always hit the yeah, reset they'll, button they'll, over they'll, WrestleMania. But you could, hit, you could hit the reset button in a week. You could do whatever you want. It's his, it's his, it's his uh, just you know, remember, sandbox. Just remember as we continue this. They usually don't give the face victories the entire night. And well, there's a lot of the, that. That's leading into another match we're got. Well, let's get to that. the universal title Correct. match. And that's Brock Lesnar against Seth Rollins, right. where all logic will tell you that Seth Rollins is winning the universal Throw title. Throw out logic with Brock. <laughs> Throw it out. There's no logic I mean, with Brock Lesnar matches. There's there so are many reasons why Brock Lesnar. First of all, let's go back to SummerSlam. All right. Uh-huh. Brock Lesnar. No, let's go back to WrestleMania. Yeah, go back to WrestleMania. Exactly. We all believe Roman Reigns is winning, and that'll be it. Roman Mm -hmm. Reigns loses. It was stunning. It was a shocking ending. That was my first instant reaction podcast. And I remember coming on being like, this is ridiculous. This is, I'm stunned. This is as stunned as I'd ever been to close a WrestleMania. Then they have the rematch in Saudi Arabia, kind of a screwy ending. He's still champion. Then they finally end it at SummerSlam. Roman Reigns, unfortunately, gets leukemia, has to give up the title. And then guess who pops through the door? Even though Brock did return right before that for what we thought was just one match, just a match for attention, I think, also in Saudi Arabia at the, uh, whatever they called it, Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. I I thought they went back to him because they figured, what are we going to do? You know, we had to change plans. Roman was going to be the long-term champion. He was the guy to dethrone Brock Lesnar. So let's give Brock a ton of money and bring him back. I can't imagine that they're going to do this again, where they're going to say, all right, we built this guy up to take the title from him. We're going to swerve everybody. For what? For what end game? For Brock to hold the title until SummerSlam again? What's the end game? And so for that reason, even though I won't be stunned if Brock won because Mm -hmm. they're the WWE, I do think Seth Rollins is going to win the title and he's going to beat him clean because... It's the perfect end to this. It's time for it to be over with a part-time universal champion. Part of the reason, with all due respect, that the women's championship match should main event is that the universal title has been absentee for months, okay? (laughs) So you never had competition with the universal title because its champion's never around. And that works as a storyline. Oh, you should boo him. He's never around. He's never around. Okay, enough. You've done it for two years. So I think, I think Seth wins, uh, and, and he should win, and I think he will win, and then eventually will lead to Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. 
Uh, I think that Brock, obviously, and I've said that before on here, I've said it on wherever, is the ultimate chess player, the ultimate businessman. I think that he, he plays the game. He knows how to play it. I mean, God bless. I mean, he basically has a blank check over there, could do whatever he wants, show up whenever he wants. Good for him. That's great. Seth has sort of gotten lost in the shuffle here to Becky Lynch, to Kofi Kingston. Maybe part of that is Brock not being around all the time. Maybe it's because of all the attention they paid towards the women. Maybe it's not because it's the main event. Whatever. It's a laundry list. It's probably a combination of a million reasons. Seth, from the beginning, has not had the momentum and has not had the... It doesn't feel as important as those other matches. So to me, the story of Seth finally winning here, it's going to be kind of lukewarm because you haven't built this up. It gets lost in the shovel with the Shield coming back. To me, the Seth Rollins run getting back to the title is not a good, is good enough story yeah, but, but as Kofi's as uh, Becky's. But don't you think a part of the reason why he hasn't had that momentum is Lesnar's not around? Well, and this is the thing with Brock here. And I, I defend this and I'm, I'm one of the few people that do defend it because I hearken back to, I always hearken it back to Hogan in 96, 97 when he was Hollywood Hogan and he never wrestled and all his matches had screwy finishes, but it was perfect for that character. This is perfect for it Brock's character. Was. Shows up when he wants, does it what he wants. Was. But in their minds, he is a big draw. Think about it. When Roman got sick, they 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 panicked I and they understand. got him. They put the belt right 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 back on Brock. Look, it's worked. I, I, it's not that I've always been anti Brock yeah. Lesnar. I'm okay. anti Brock Lesnar now. All right, let me give you let me give enough. you two stats because I know you love stats. Who is the only Who are the only two people to beat uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania? Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Who's the only guy to ever beat Roman Reigns at a WrestleMania? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Right. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it's Brock Lesnar. What does that even mean? My point is, is that never doubt Brock Lesnar. I'm not doubting him. I'm saying that it, they, they should just end it. They had to give. But you know is what? that a reason? I don't know. Is, is, is that what the reason? reason? Well, they should just end it. It doesn't like work. It's, it's, it's hurt the universal title. It hurts Raw. This has been going on for two years at times. Seth Rollins is Is this is the right ready. guy in the right time yes. to pull the trigger? Yeah, why not? Why the hell not? He's more over than Roman Reigns ever was. He's more ready than Roman Reigns ever was. If it's not Seth Rollins, who the hell is it? <sighs> that I don't know. <laughs> that, that's I'd have the to answer. think about that one. But because yeah. it's Seth Freaking Rollins. They had him win the Royal Rumble, which was great. He's over with the crowd. He's had a long journey back to the championship. Remember, this guy was... No, he got hurt, and then he lost the belt. Right, I, I get it. And then he had it for 12 seconds. Didn't he have it for 12 seconds or something like that? Oh, yeah, when they... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he beat Roman, and Roman. then Dean Ambrose yes. cashed yeah, in, or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, money in the bank, yeah. Right. I think he is the guy. It's so, look, Here's what you're trying to say without saying Well, because I, I feel like now that I'm knocking Seth, it's not so much that I'm knocking, not knocking Seth, Seth. It's that I'm sitting... To me, when it comes to Brock, I will always favor Brock until I see, uh, until I see otherwise. Okay, That's here's it. what I think is bothering you. It's bothering you that conquering the beast isn't closing the show. That's what's bothering you. That uh, That's a close-the-show moment. It's not going to close the show so you don't believe it'll happen. I... That's a I, factor. Maybe I, I, I like I said. I de- it's definitely played third. You could play second fiddle. Could you play third fiddle? I guess it's played third fiddle in my mind to the triple threat women's match and to Kofi and Bryan. It's I, not. It's not behind Daniel Bryan and Kofi. I think it is. As far as like a pure storyline, it's bigger because it's raw that and and it's bigger names, obviously to the to the, to the casual audience without a doubt. But to me, as far as the storyline and the build, it's without a doubt third fiddle to those other yeah. two matches, in you my may, opinion. You may be right. I mean, because the crowd has been into the Kofi King. They've been invested in it. I don't know. I, 
I think that you have to look at, okay, what's next? Brock Lesnar winning leads to the same crap for another three to four months until really SummerSlam. And then who's the guy? You can't tell me Roman Reigns. They can't go back to Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar. They just they just can't. You want to get Roman Reigns booed? That'll get him booed. I'm sorry. So so you're picking, are you picking Brock Lesnar? I'm sticking with Brock. I'm wow. sticking with Brock. And okay. I, and I, I, you know what? Okay. I'm sticking with Brock. And especially because it's in conjunction with when, my other picks with, with, with Kofi. Fair. You know what I mean? When does Brock lose the universal title then? SummerSlam? After that? Was it next WrestleMania? I thought they were going to do this last year. I thought he was going to lose on Monday. Oh, you think they could do that? Because in a lot of ways, that Monday after WrestleMania is almost like its own pay-per-view. You could. I mean... I don't know who and how and why... Because they don't do the money in the bank anymore. That would have been that. And they did, I think, with, with Dolph. Yeah, they did the last time we were, he, right. they were here. Right, um, and it was And it, what a great yep. reaction. But um, I, I don't know. I don't have the creative necessarily after that. I'm just going with this. Dip, bro, it's Brock Lesnar. But, I, but that, that's what this is. I mean, this is what I, this is. I have no real, uh, uh, you know, fact as far as where they're going to go afterward. Other than the fact that I just think Brock is going to retain and they're going to worry All about right. it after the fact. All right, let's get to where we started. The main event of the evening, Ronda Rousey, Raw champion, Becky Lynch, SmackDown uh-huh. champion. Uh, I'm sorry, Charlotte Flair, SmackDown yeah. champion, Becky Lynch. Uh, logic says Becky's going to win. This has been the storyline for the last five months, really, that Becky Lynch is the man. She holds up both titles. And I agree with something you said at the top of this podcast. Triple threat matches aren't ideal, but they do tend to give you great matches because you can always have somebody resting Mm -hmm. to get fresh and then the other two putting on a show. You can always have the close finish and then out of nowhere comes blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The thing I'd keep in mind on a swerve aspect is they love Charlotte Flair. The company loves Charlotte. That's number one. She's been in so many of these pay-per-views. She's had the title a billion times. So could I see them, you know, at the last second saying, you know what, Charlotte's our woman. Yeah, I don't think it'll get a great reaction, but they do love her. And remember this about Ronda Rousey. She's got a lot of Brock Lesnar in her. She's a big name. More people know who Ronda Rousey is than maybe anybody else, including Brock Lesnar. Well, maybe not Lesnar, but her name value is as high as anybody. Mm -hmm. So I could see Vince saying, you know. Let's have Rhonda on the cover of the SPN.com. So I keep that in mind, but because it's closing the show, because they want that imagery, I will say that Becky Lynch will win. I think it'll be a great match, and I think the person she's going to tap out. Which is the big one, not so much who's, because I do agree she wins. I think that's absolutely the way to go, but who does she well, beat? Well, I think she's going to beat Charlotte. I don't think they have the guts to pull the trigger on Ronda Rousey tapping out or getting pinned. And I think if she leaves because she wants to have a family or uh-huh. she leaves to take a break, which would be a break. I think it would just be a break. I don't know if she would be leaving permanently. I, I don't think, think it it'll be, be permanently either. This isn't Bill Goldberg. I think she's well, he did come back. It took about a decade. Uh-huh. I think they could have her leaving strong. Because I think Charlotte can sustain tapping out. She's lost before. This would be the first time for Ronda, and I don't believe they have the guts to do it. And that's why I fully expect that when Becky wins, it's either Charlotte tapping out or taking the pin, not Ronda Rousey. I talked about it in the beginning of the podcast, the way, the way they've set this up where whoever gets pinned 
you know what I mean? They they lose their belt, which should be already an obvious thing. Well, obviously, if you if you pin Becky, you just retain your title. Both win, right? And then neither one. To me, the way they set this up is one of the champions is going to lose, and the other champion is going to have a gripe. If Ronda's leaving, she has no gripe. So to me, the right thing to do and what they should do, and I ultimately think what they will do is have Becky Lynch tap out Ronda Rousey. Now, there's pro wrestling in this. It's Ronda Rousey. You're going to have to suspend your disbelief a little bit because, I mean, anybody that thinks that Becky Lynch is going to, you know what I mean? You have to, I understand that. So I understand what Ronda's background, that's, that's a little bit of a pill to swallow, but unfortunately, sometimes you just have to do that with pro wrestling. The right thing to do if you are making, if you're positioning Becky Lynch as the top star or one of the top star in the company, she's closing WrestleMania, she's the top star in the company. I'm sorry. That's, she's the top star. Let me, she has to go over Ronda, and then you can then bridge it over to her and Charlotte Flair feuding. That's where I Lugie, think you go. let me take you back to WrestleMania 31. When Seth Rollins cashed in, yes. who did he pin? He pinned uh, Roman Reigns. Did he pin Brock Lesnar? He did not. Where did Brock Lesnar go after that match concluded? Bye-bye. He, he went bye-bye, right? Yes. It's the exact same thing. I, they have spent a lot of money on Ronda. It was a surprise with Seth, though. I, 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 Doesn't I, matter. But I think, but like you said, though, to me, that's the chicken you-know-what way oh, out. I'm not and t- I don't, I, no, I know what you're saying. I'm but not I defending just, it. They, they don't. I, I think that would be a really, 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 really bad error there. I think Ronda can absolutely get her heat back, no doubt about it, because to me, when it's all said and done, the way this is going, in my mind, this is the way I would do it, long-term here, Becky wins the title, you tap out Ronda Rousey. To me, she's made at that point. You tap out Ronda Rousey to close WrestleMania. You are made. To me, down the line, you are ultimately going to get what they have been, what you've heard. If you if you like to read such things and you put you you know you see what they've done with certain things on TV. To me, they are heading towards Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey, four real friends, the four horsewomen WWE against Ronda Rousey. Marina Shafir, Jessamyn Duke, and Shayna Baszler, the UFC, you know, uh, four horsewomen. Whether it be at next WrestleMania, whether it be at Survivor, however they do it, to me, right. this is where they plant that seed for that to happen. Ronda's a heel anyway. She could lose the match. Heels can always lie their way. They can always figure out a way to get it back. You, when you beat a babyface, it's tough. It's tough because you're the hero. Just, when you're a heel and you lose, you could always, they didn't do it with Brock, and I don't think it hurt anybody in that spot. It didn't hurt. Everybody came out of that set thing better. I agree with that. Or nobody came out bloodied. Everyone was fine. With this, you absolutely 1,000% have to beat Ronda Rousey. I'm sorry. You have to do that. That's where this is set up. You have to beat it. Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik. Steve Austin beat Shawn Michaels. You have to do this. This is You cannot this is beat after- Charlotte. This is after you talk about Brock Lesnar. Oh, I Brock Lesnar. This is Ronda Rousey. She is Brock Lesnar. But that but but again, I agree with you and they didn't do that and I and then when they did it last year with Reigns, it didn't work. You when they didn't beat when he that was a whole other to me that's a different scenario because they they rejected Roman Reigns last year, but when they tried something screwy there and they changed the finish, okay. it didn't ultimately we, do Roman Reigns any we, favors. We will see. So ultimately we both think Becky wins, but we differ on who she's going to defeat. I'm saying it's going to be Charlotte, you say it's going to be Ronda Rousey. We shall find out. Yep. Lugie, I appreciate it. Excellent job, my friend. You got it, bro. Tom Lugauer, our WrestleMania 35 preview and prediction podcast right after WrestleMania is over. I'll give you an instant reaction podcast coming next week. 
NBA playoff prediction podcast, which hopefully will include talking about the Brooklyn Nets and our big WFN producer roundtable coming on April 16th. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts podcast.